This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv. We're beginning a brand new series today called P90X, and uh, we're talking about prayer and changing the reality of our life through prayer. And, and right now, we all know that these like fitness craze kind of things are happening all over the places, aren't they? I mean, we see these infomercials for P90X and Insanity and this latest one, the Brazilian butt. I mean, there's all kinds of these, these crazy, yeah, somebody's doing that right now, you know? <laughs> And, and we, we see all these crazes for these things, you know, and, and it's, such a, it's such a cool kind of trend right now that you're going to do these extreme exercises. And, and they promise that if you do these extreme exercises that your life will completely change. And what's interesting to me is, is that I see on Twitter and I see on Facebook, I see this all the time. I always see people say, saying things like, man, I'm starting P90X today and oh, I'm through week two. But what you never hear them say is like, I finished P90X. You never hear them say, like, I finished any of that stuff because they just don't do it. And, and the whole kind of thing behind all these exercises, behind the idea behind this is that, listen, if you'll just show up every day and you won't hit stop on your, your uh, DVD player, but you'll just hit play and just work through it, just persist through it. Listen, you not, might not be able to do all these exercises. You might be dying of a heart attack halfway through, but if you'll get back up and you'll start doing that exercise some more and you'll just consistently show up every single day and do these exercises, the promise is, is that it will radically change your life. And we've seen all the infomercials of the people that were like a tub of goo and all of a sudden they're like a, a, a model now because of, of doing this exercise for 90 days and they've been doing this and, and it just shows that, man, if you're just consistent in something, it will totally transform your life. The same thing is true in prayer in our lives. You know, we think that it's, it's this thing that, that man, we, we just throw a prayer out here and there, but, but the reality is, is that prayer is very much like these exercises, these extreme exercises. If we'll just get consistent with it, we might not know how to do it the best. We might not do it the perfect way. We not, might not have the perfect form, but if we'll just show up every day and we'll just talk to God, you know what'll happen? We'll have some absolutely life-changing results within us. We'll see God do some miraculous things in our hearts and in our lives, in our relationships, in our careers, in our families. We'll see him do some miraculous things if we'll just show up and we'll be consistent in this whole idea of prayer, of, of getting to know God a little bit better. And, and just like in Coastal Fashion over the next couple of weeks, you know, we're gonna make sure that this is a lot of fun. You know, th this isn't gonna be some stuffy, you know, oh, we're just gonna, here's the four laws of prayer or something like that. I mean, we're gonna make this fun. We're gonna make it life-giving. We're gonna have a good time over the next couple of weeks. And I truly believe that over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna see God do some incredible, incredible things in our lives because we're gonna truly not just say, hey man, I'm gonna go pray because I think that's one of the most misused things and disciplines that we say. We hear people, they tell us their problems and we say, oh man, I'll pray for you. And you know darn well, you're never gonna say a word to God about them ever again. We talk about prayer all the time. If we're real and we're honest, we talk about prayer a lot, but very seldom does it actually become a practice of our life. And what this whole series is gonna do is it's gonna help us to see that if we'll just get a little consistent in it and we'll just make this a daily practice in our lives, we'll see some phenomenal things happen within us. And so we're gonna have some fun. And, and this week we're gonna talk about, you know, like what is prayer and what does that look like, how to pray. And, and next week we're gonna talk about some ways that Jesus prayed that we can apply to our lives. And in the third week, we're gonna talk about some barriers to prayer because I think there's some things that, that hinder us from seeing God do some awesome things in our lives. And so today we're just gonna dive 
dive right in. We're going to kind of ju just demystify what prayer is because so many times I talk to people and they, in fact, I was with a young man this week talking to him one-on-one. -on -one and he's like, man, I, I don't know how to pray. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I've been in my church my whole life. And I don't have a clue how to pray. And I think that's so true for so many of us is that we think that we've got to understand it all and we've got to comprehend it all and, and we've got to say things a certain way. And, and God is really just after something more. And so if you wouldn't mind opening up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11, we're going to be hanging out there for a little bit. If you don't have a Bible, you can look in your worship guide and inside there you'll find some verses. If you don't, if you don't have that, you can just look up at the screen. The verses will be up there as well. But we're going to be looking at Matthew Chapter 11, verses 27 through 30, kind of just talking about what is prayer and de demystifying it for our lives. And so this is Jesus talking and, and it says, Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. And the father, he said, the father has given me all these things to do and say, this is the unique father-son operation coming out of the father and son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does but I'm not keeping it to myself. Basically what he's saying is he's saying, listen, this isn't an A-B conversation. You can see your way out of it because that's how many, so, so many times what people think that, man, that's only something for certain people that they get to do. You know, that's what the Catholic church has taught us for a long time. You gotta go to the priest and he's gonna communicate. And Jesus is saying, man, man, that's not the case at all. In fact, this, this relationship, I want you to understand it's just not a, a, a God and me thing, but it's something that you can have as well. It's something that you can grab hold of in your life and have daily with God. And he goes on to say, are you tired, worn out, burned on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And prayer in, in, in its simplest form basically is talking to God. Prayer is just having this conversation with God. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying. He's saying, listen, I got, a, I got a relationship with my father and we just talk back and forth. And it's not just a limited relationship for, for me and God, but there's the same thing can have, you can have in your life. We can have this relationship where we can just talk back and forth. It doesn't have to be weird or spooky or, kooky or spooky or any of that stuff because we all have those friends that we're, we'll like call up and we'll be like, hey, we're gonna be having dinner the other night, tomorrow night. Would you mind praying at dinner? And they show up and all of a sudden they have like their own vocabulary and their voice changes. You know, they're like, thou hast come to the church to eat the food. You know, and you're like, all of a sudden they just got gangster, uh, you know, like in a scary movie and biblical on you all in the same sentence. And you're like, what, who is this person? I don't know. That's Fred. I mean, Fred doesn't talk like that, you know, but all of a sudden he's got like this King James language and his voice goes deep and it's like a different person. And God's saying, man, that's, that's not what prayer is. Prayer is just, man, just us talking to one another. It's just us right there talking to one another. And, and we don't have to make it spooky or kooky or weird or, or have like this special language, but it's just us talking plainly with God. Us just having a normal conversation with him. In fact, prayer is, is really just spending time with God. It's really spending time with him. It's really getting beyond all the, all the religious activity and saying, you know what, man, I'm just going to hang out with God like I would hang out with a friend. I'm just gonna spend some time with him. And, and just like, uh, you know, if I wanna have a, a healthy relationship with my wife, the reality is, is I can't just say I do at the altar and never say another word to her. 
That's not going to be much of a relationship. In fact, that relationship is probably going to be over pretty dang quickly. Instead, it's like, if I want to know Shayla and I want to, and I want to really understand her, I've got to spend time with her. And I gotta learn the, the rhythms and the flows of her life and what, what makes her tick and, and what makes her happy and, and what makes her sad and what are things that I say that hurt her? What are things that I say that encourage her? And the only way I can do that is if I spend time with her. And the only way that we can find those same rhythms with God is if we spend time with him, if we, we get in conversation with him and, and we don't just talk, we just don't lay out all of our requests because that's a lot of times what we feel like prayer is. It's like a, it's like a drive-through line at McDonald's where like, God, can I have two, pray, two healings, uh, a prayer for my friend and a Diet Coke, you know? And we think that we're just gonna go on. It's in and out. And that's not what prayer is. It's not just us going and tossing all this stuff on God and then checking out, but it's us talking to God and, and sitting back and waiting for him to respond back to us. And it's us going, oh man, I get that, God. Man, I'm, and, and Jesus said, man, you can learn the rhythms of my life. You can learn the rhythms of my father. He said, you can learn the rhythms of grace. And, and how do we learn the rhythms of grace? But by watching and spending time. And it's so critical for us not to just, just to rush through this because that's our tendency. God, can you, can you do this? Can you do that? Will you, will you take care of my marriage? Will you heal me of this cancer? Will you do this and will you do that? And then you just check out and you don't wait for God to even respond back to you. And he's saying, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got something to say. I wanna, I wanna spend some time with you. I want you to see my heart. I want you to see me. I want you to understand me. And so it's, it's talking to God and it's spending time with God and also, prayer, very simply, is, is, is changing our reality. It's changing our perspective on this world to God's perspective. Because here's the thing about us, and I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but we kind of have this monovision in life where we see only what we see based on the circumstances where we're at. And so maybe we get a bad diagnosis from the doctor and all we see is the obstacle that's before us. Or maybe we're having trouble in our relationship and all we see is the trouble in our relationship. Or maybe, maybe we're over here and we're having some difficulty in our finances and all we see is a difficulty in our finances. And, and all the perspective that we have is what we can see ourselves. And the whole thing about God and prayer is when we start to pray to God, it starts to change our perspective from this earthly perspective of, of what we can see to God's perspective, which is heavenly, which is totally different. In fact, the Bible tells us the things that are seen are temporary. The things that we can see right now are temporary things in our lives, but the things that are unseen, that means what's happening in God's world is eternal. God is doing something that we can't even see. And when we start to get focused off of ourselves and onto him, it starts to change our reality. It starts, as we start inviting God's perspective into our world, it changes our world. It changes what we see. We don't have 2200 vision anymore. All of a sudden we got 2020 vision because we're seeing beyond the current realities where our life isn't blurred by the, by the hurts and the pains of life and the difficulties that we're facing. All of a sudden it starts to transform us from the more, from the inside out. And the more we have God's perspective about our world, the more we act like God. The more we have his perspective, the more we start taking steps that he would take in our lives. And the more we start seeing what he wants us to do in our lives. The problem with, that most of us have is that we're getting perspectives every day. We're just getting perspectives from the wrong place. We're getting perspectives from CNN. We're getting perspectives from uh, Yahoo News. We're getting perspectives from ABC and we're getting all that stuff. And listen, there's nothing wrong with getting that information, but there's a huge difference between being informed, which is, which is a good thing, and getting all that stuff and starting to live in fear. 
Because that's what happens. We get all this information instead of just saying, oh man, I'm informed based on what the world says. Now I'm gonna go to God. We start living in fear based on that information in every decision we make, every, every step that we take is based on that fear. And so we're apprehensive to step out into something that God wants to step out in. We're apprehensive to do the things that he wants to do in our lives. And here is a news flash for you, sarcasm included. Our world is not heading in the right place. I mean, our world is jacked up and screwed up. Can I get an amen? I mean, we know it is jacked up and screwed up. And listen, it ain't getting any better. So we can continue to look at their perspective or we can go to God's perspective. And instead of looking at the world's perspective, we need to start praying and seeking God and getting a new perspective on reality and watching him change the current circumstances of our lives. Because God isn't looking at our circumstances, he's looking at our future. And what prayer does is it, it gets our, our, our focus off of our circumstances and gets God focusing on changing us, which is what he wants to do anyways, is he wants to change you and I from the inside out. And he knows that he has got to get in relationship with us. He's got to connect with us in order to change our reality. And so why, why should we pray? Why should we seek him out? I mean, I think that there's some things that God wants to do inside of us because he wants to change our, our perspective from this earthly perspective to this heavenly perspective. And he wants to do it today. And so why should we pray? We should pray because prayer matters. Man, prayer, when you study the Bible, when you, when you look at what the scriptures say about prayer, man, prayer just changes things and it matters. In J James 5, verses 16, the second half of that, this is James, the brother of Jesus. He's talking here and this is, this is pretty big. And he says, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. He's saying, man, somebody that's in right standing with God, that's what a righteous man is. Somebody that's in right standing with God. He says that their prayer is powerful, that there's some power behind it. There's some substance behind it because they're in right standing with God and it's effective. That means it takes effect in their lives. It makes a difference. And the reason prayer matters to us is because it makes a difference in our lives. And see, we fail to understand that God set up this system in our lives of this whole idea of freedom of choice. And, and if we were to, to look at that from, a, from the correct, um, you know, liturgical context and, and everything, basically it's this whole idea of, of we have this free, mor we're free moral agents. We are free moral agents in this world. And so basically what that means is we have free will and choice. And so if God would have just made us robots, it wouldn't really have been obedience if we would have done what he said. But because he gave us free will, we have the opportunity to choose to be obedient. And what God is looking for is for us to choose to be obedient, choose to be righteous people. And when we do that, it changes our lives. It, it matters to us. All of a sudden prayer is us using our power of choice to say to God, man, we choose your way. I don't wanna go my way. I wanna go your way. I want your leadership for my life. I want your success for my life. I want your wisdom for my life. And I'm not going to go my own way and seek those things. I'm going to seek you and find that in you. Our problem is, is that we have a problem with the idea that we like to be independent. Don't we? I mean, we like it our way all the time. Well, that's why we like Burger King, my way. You know, it's got to be my way. Give me a double cheeseburger. Not really. I'm a vegetarian. So, uh, but <laughs> you can have that. But, but you know what prayer is saying? You know, is saying, you know what, not my way, but God's way. You know what, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let go of my ideas. I'm gonna let go of my desires. I'm gonna let go of my wants, and I'm gonna say, God, I'm gonna put you first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my position from being on top to being on bottom. I'm gonna change my posture in life of saying that, you know what, I wanna be leading the way to God. I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna trust that you have got the best path 
for my life. And when we pray to God, man, it matters because prayer is us declaring our dependency on God for direction, for provision, for, for every single aspect of our lives. Because prayer doesn't just change our circumstances, it changes us. And prayer matters. Prayer also matters to us because there's personal benefits to prayer. I mean, that's, that's one of the main reasons we all pray. I mean, we want the personal benefits, don't we? We want to make the list and check it twice, just like we would on Christmas and make sure, God, you got all these. I, these are all the, my wants in life and, and that's good. But, but what prayer does is it, it aligns our heart to God. It aligns our heart to God. When I was younger, uh, my friends, when we turned 18, uh, for some reason, I grew up on the other side of the state and everybody there is kind of redneckish. Um, and I say that uh, because they are. They wear like camo and uh, cowboy hats and overalls. It's, it, you know, they, they spit in cans, all that, all that crazy stuff. And so um, when we turned 18, all of my friends, for some reason, got really uh, intentional about buying guns. In fact, they had like arsenals, like we were going to war with Russia or something. And, and so they, they, they had like all these stockpiles of guns. And, and I remember one day they invited me, they're like, hey, TJ, we're going out to the, to the cow pasture to go shooting, you know? And they, they had like a whole bunch of computers. I don't know why they had computers. They're like, we're gonna blow this up. And I was like, anytime you get to blow something up, that sounds like fun. And so, uh, and so we go out there and they have machine guns. And, and I've never really shot a gun in my life. I'm, I'm from Chicago. I, you know, we have guns, but we, we do kill shots. We don't go out and shoot. We don't go out and shoot uh, computers. And so they go out there and uh, they hand me a machine gun. They're like, you know how to use this? And, I, and I'm thinking, man, I've watched Scarface, you know. I say hello to my little friend, you know. And I'm thinking all that. I'm like, I'm going to tear this thing up. And, and nobody taught me that there's like kickback to guns and stuff. And so, so like I'll pull the trigger and I'm like shooting all over the place. I'm like, I'm like spraying cows that are 300 yards off, killing things. And, they, and like, they grab the gun from me and they're like, what the heck are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, bro. They're like, you gotta aim that thing. And I'm like, I was. <laughs> and so many times our, our, our prayers are like that. We're just spraying all over the place and, and we have no aim at all. And, and when, we start, when we start directing it towards God and we start getting to God and we start saying, God, what is your will? What do you want to do in my life? As we start pursuing him in scripture and we start doing all those things, all of a sudden our prayers aren't these just spread out random things, but all of a sudden they start to get focused. They start to get aimed and all of a sudden our heart starts to align to God. And the prayers that we're praying aren't, aren't selfish prayers. Aren't, there aren't prayers that are way out in left field, but all of a sudden they're aligned to the very aspect of what God wants for us. And if, if we don't ever get aimed to God, we'll never hit him. We'll never get to where he is. And we gotta align ourselves with where he is and aim towards that place and, and direct those prayers to him. And, and as we do that, so our prayers align our hearts to God. Our prayers also uh, uh, align our hearts with God's heart. They align our heart with God's heart because I don't know if you've noticed, noticed this or not, but the world kind of has this draw and this pull on us um, that is constantly taking us away from where we wanna go. It's, it's like being on, on an escalator that's heading down and you're trying to walk up it. No matter how hard you step up those stairs, it seems like you're never making progress. There's always this downward pull in our lives that's keeping us from experiencing the life that God intended for us. And what happens is, is that, that because we're not aligned to God's heart, because we're missing out with that, with that alignment with God, we're getting constantly pulled down and, and things will pull us down all over the place. I mean, we have careers that'll pull us down. We have uh, finances that'll pull us down. We have all these different things that are constantly 
constantly on a tug and on a pole of our lives. And, and if we get on the wrong escalator, man, it just continues to do that. But when we start to align our heart with God's heart, all of a sudden, instead of being on the down escalator where we're trying to truck up and down, up that thing as quick as we can, all of a sudden we get put on the up escalator going in the same direction as God because all of a sudden we've aligned our hearts with his. And it starts to change us from the inside out because that prayer matters to us. Now, let me, let me just stop right here because I wanna say something. I don't know who it is to somebody in here, but you are out there and you feel like, man, I've been running up the down escalator for a long time and I'm, I'm running as fast as I can. I cannot seem to make progress ever. And let me just tell you something. You've got your alignment on the wrong thing. You've been having the wrong agenda in your life for a long time. And I believe that today God is speaking to you. He's saying something to you. He's saying, listen, it's time to get off of the down escalator. It's time to get onto my escalator. And you've got to start to refocus yourself. You've got to start connecting yourself with me so you can get on my agenda, so you can get on my path, so so you can experience the life that I've intended for you. And it's so important for us to recognize that, man, if we're pushing against the flow, we're always gonna be, we're always gonna be losing and God is not intended for our lives to lose, but he wants to turn us around and get us on the same path that he's on. He wants to get us on the same purpose that he has for us. And that comes with us aligning our hearts with him. And as we align our hearts with him, our hearts start to become for God. It's like when Jesus said, he said, I pray not for my will to be done, but for yours. All of a sudden our prayer goes from, man, I want this and I want that to all of a sudden it's God, I want what you want. God, I wanna go where you wanna go. God, I wanna experience what you want me to experience. And all of a sudden it changes everything. And so prayer matters and prayer matters to us, but prayer also matters to God. I think it's so important for God because prayer is not going and twisting God's arm. It's not just saying, God, man, you gotta give me this and you gotta give me that and you gotta give me this, 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 this. That's not the objective for prayer. That isn't what he's all about. It's prayer is, is us connecting in this relationship with God. It's a lot like the other day I was in Starbucks and uh, I love to go to Starbucks and, and, and just sit and pray and, and, and read and study and I put on some headphones and I just kind of check out. Um, it's a great place. I love the promenade here. It's, it's one of the best Starbucks uh, around. And, and I was there and, um, and I don't know if you've ever been in Starbucks when a group of like high school girls show up, but it like... Like, it doesn't matter how checked out you are or what kind of headphones you have on, what you're engulfed in in your computer. All of a sudden you hear, you know, and it's like, it's like a stampede comes in. And, uh, and, and, you, and, and so it distracts you. And so I'm, I'm like, I'm like, what in the world? Why, what is all this chaos going on? And, you know, they had girl, high, high school girls have their own language. They're like, and so let me just tell you, and oh my, and another one's like, gosh. And, you know, they're like finishing each other's sentences and they're, they're doing all that, that kind of stuff. And, and, and it's, it's just pure pandalarium. And, and I'm just like, listen, I don't, listen, you don't need to give them any caffeine. I go up there and I tell them that because these girls are already on crack. You don't need anything else. But what's crazy is that these girls can come in and, and they're like finishing each other's sentences and one starts a thought and another one finishes it. And I'm like, how in the world do they do that? I mean, what, are they, do they have like subliminal messages they're sending to one another? Do they have some like sign language or something? I, you know, am I not just down with the four flats in this lifetime or whatever? And, and I realize that it's, it's none of that. It's the, the fact that they've spent so much time together that they know each other, how they're gonna act, what they're gonna say, when they're gonna say it, how they're gonna say it, and they can just respond right with them. And the reason prayer matters is because God wants the same kind of relationship with us. He wants us to be 
hanging out so much that, that when he starts a sentence, we know exactly how to finish it because we spent so much time with him that we know the intimacies of his heart. That we're not, we're not disconnected, but man, we're, we're on the same page. That, that the direction that he's going, man, we're right there with him. And that happens when we build this relationship and we spend quality time together and, and we're doing that. And, and, and the whole idea is, is that this prayer thing is the vehicle that makes us look more and more like Jesus. And as we pray, all of a sudden we're starting to build this relationship with God and because we know his will, we know his desires, we know his purpose, all of a sudden our lives start to reflect more and more and more of that than they ever have before. And all of a sudden, everywhere we go, we are experiencing the life that God intended because we're living out the life that God wants for us because we're connected to him. And that's really what it's all about anyways, isn't it? That we look more and more like Jesus every single day, that we have more of his perspective, that we have more of his vision. And what happens is as we're connecting with God and we have that kind of experience with us, God is looking down and he's saying, man, that's a person right there I can trust. That's a person that knows my heart. That's a person that understands my will. That's a person I can trust and I can give things to that I couldn't give to other people because I know that they are connected to my heart and to my will. See, prayer matters to God. Prayer matters to God because it's our connection to him. It's our relational glue for the earthly and the heavenly. And it brings us together into this intimacy that he's so desiring. That's why he sent his son. He didn't send his son to die just so we could have salvation. He, he sent his son so that we could have a relationship with him. It's all, that's, that's all God wants is relationship. He wants to know you and be known by you. And so prayer, prayer matters. It matters to us. It matters to God, but it also, prayer matters to others. All these things that we've talked about so far have dealt with the fact that it, it, a pretty selfish aspect of prayer, which is all about me, myself, and I. And we, we, Personally, I like that aspect of prayer. I like it being self-focused because I'm, I'm selfish in nature. I'm honest enough to admit that. But you know what? There's more to prayer than just self. It matters to others. And, and look at what it says in, in 1 Timothy chapter 2. He says, I urge you then. He's, he's basically, this is the Apostle Paul uh, pleading with his disciple Timothy. He's like, man, listen, I want you to get this. He says, first of all, that requests prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. Right there, man, Paul just lays out a couple of things that are so important for us for prayer. He kind of lays out four categories. I don't know if you've noticed them or not, but he says, man, there's kind of four areas of life. He says there's requests. That's real simple. We got that one down. That's like the list of things. Here's God, here's everything I want. Then he says, man, there's prayer, which is the relational part, which is us knowing God and God knowing us. It's spending time with him. And then he says, there's this section called intercession. And that's probably the part that we don't really know about. And then he said, there's this area called thanksgiving. And that's where we just thank God for what he's done what he's doing in our lives. And he says, listen, listen, I know you guys get the majority of those, but there's one area that is not about you. It's not about you and God. There's this other one called intercession and it's about something else. And there's a difference between prayer and intercession. This is what he, 
Intercession means, it means to go or come between two parties, to plead before one of them on behalf of the other. So basically it's like this judge going between uh, a party over here and a party over here and, and he gets something from this party and he runs over here and he pleads with them and he, he explains to them and says, man, I want this for you and this and this and they explain back to him and he runs back over here and he, he talks to this one and he's trying to close the gap between these two parties and see there's this gap in life for a lot of people, this gap between God and what could and should be for their lives and where their current reality is for them. And God wants to change their current reality, but the only way that that's gonna happen is if somebody intercedes. If basically, if somebody stands in the gap between those two entities and says, you know what, I'm gonna join these two up. It might not happen physically, but it's gonna happen spiritually. And I'm gonna stand in this place and I'm gonna go back and forth for these two and make sure that there is something that's happening, not just in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm and I'm going to stand in the gap. In other parts of the Bible, it says this is where spiritual warfare happens. It's a place where we battle for other people and other things because there are people out there that are far from God that God is saying, man, I desire to have a relationship with them. There's people in your lives. There's family members. There's spouses. There's relatives. There's friends that are far from God. And God is saying, man, would you be willing to stand in between where they are and where they should be and bridge that gap for them in prayer? Would you be willing to step out of your comfort zone and say, it's not going to be about me, but it's going to be about others. Because God, you said that you wanted all men to be saved. And I know that that's your will. And this is the thing. If we start praying the will of God, that's something that he wants for our lives. That's truth that we can grab hold of and use. And God is all about that. And right there in verse three, he says, man, who wants, did he say like two men to be saved? Some men, just men, no women. No, he says he wants everybody to be saved. Every single person that you know, every single family member, he wants them to experience this relationship. He's just waiting for people to stand in the gap. And prayer is so important because it's taking hold of the will of God and saying, man, I'm not letting go of either side. I'm not letting go of your will and I'm not letting go of this person, man. I'm gonna bridge that gap. And I'm gonna see you, God, do the miraculous. It's like going to the altar and saying, God, I'm not letting go until you show up and answer. And there's some times in life that we have just got to grab hold of the altar of God and say, you know what, God, I don't care what people say. I don't care what people do. I'm trusting you and I'm not leaving till you show up in my life and do something powerful. And some of us need to realize that this prayer thing isn't all about me, myself and I, but it's about what God wants to do in and through you in other people's lives and how he wants to use you to make an impact on them. And so I have a challenge for us, you know, Wherever you are at this point, you know, would you be willing to ramp up your prayer life for the next 90 days through the end of October? You know, that's not very long to say, you know what, I'm going to seek God. And I realize that, you know, for, for some of you guys, that's going to be just notching it up one level. And, and, and maybe, you know, your prayer life right now is you're on your way to the Sawgrass Mills Mall and your prayer is, God, help me get a, a close parking spot. That's the, the extent of your prayer life. Listen, he wants to take it to an H&L, a whole nother level. You should be praying for the sales inside, not just the parking spot, baby. I mean, come on, he wants more for you. But in all seriousness, would you be willing to take it up? Maybe for some of you that's, that's saying, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up five minutes every day earlier and I'm gonna spend some time with God. It's not gonna be a ton, but I'm gonna start somewhere. I'm gonna start making a persistent effort of consistency in my life to seek God out. Maybe for some of you, you've, you once were hot with God and you were passionate about him. And you're like, man, I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm gonna storm the gates of hell with a water gun. That's how on fire I am. And today, man, you're kind of been doused. 
And you need to ramp that junk back up. Maybe you need to take it up a couple notches and do some things. But would you, would you take the challenge to not just, not just let this opportunity to know God on a greater level? Because here's the thing. If we'll just get some consistency, just like in, in P90X or Insanity or any of these other cr- crazy workouts, if we'll just take the challenge just to show up every day and see God, you know what? It says, whoever seeks me will find me. We'll find God and God will find us and, and, he's, and he'll do something awesome, awesome in our lives. Would you be willing to take that challenge? I wanna give you a few tips if, if you're willing to take that challenge of some things that you should probably do. And you know, these, these things could really help you change your current reality through prayer. And, and one of those is, is make a prayer list or a journal so you can see God working. You know what, so many times we get defeated because we don't see what God has been doing in our lives because we forgot what we've asked him for. And what happens is when we start putting down the things that we're requesting God, we're not just throwing out some some request out there and just letting it float and never really knowing if God's gonna show up and do it, but we start writing it down. There's power to writing things down and saying, God, man, I'm gonna trust you on this. I'm gonna stand on what I believe that you said and I'm gonna see this happen in my life. I think one of our biggest shortcomings in prayer is our low expectation on God. And when we start writing those things down, we start putting a higher expectation on God. We start saying, God, man, I expect you to show up in a big way and I expect you to show up and do something awesome in my life. And I'm gonna be waiting and I'm gonna be counting down for you to do something. And when you do, I'm gonna celebrate the heck out of it. Changes things. Another thing we should do is we should get consistent. We need to find a place. We need to find a time. We need to find a rhythm. I I love David and David in his life. He said, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. David had this this posture of like, man, I'm gonna get consistent every day. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna give my request to God and I'm gonna wait expectantly on God. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna sit because I know God is gonna show up and do something in my life. And, and, And I love what Mark Batterson says. He says, one of the reasons people don't feel intimacy with God is because they don't have a daily rhythm with God. They have a weekly rhythm. We need to establish a daily rhythm in order to have a daily relationship with God. And it starts with prayer. It starts with us just spending some time with God and getting to know the heart of God and the perspective of God. And let me just tell you this, as you start to get some consistency in your life, get ready for God to mess it up a little bit because what we have a tendency to do, and I don't know why this is, but we do, whenever we get kind of uh, in, a, in a pattern with something, we start to get, get kind of religious about it and it starts to lack in meaning, doesn't it? You know, it starts to be like, oh, I gotta pray for five minutes now. And we start like the stopwatch and it wasn't, it isn't a relationship anymore. It's like a timed perspective and, and God will start to jack that up because he doesn't want us to get that perspective. And so what we need to do is we need to change it up periodically. We just need to, to kind of shift it up because if we feel bored or we're stale in that moment, man, we need to just make a change. We can't let prayer get too rigid in our life. Listen, God is pleased with spending time with us, but he wants us to, it to be quality time. He doesn't want us to just be a duty, but he wants it to truly be a relationship. And sometimes we've got to get out of our routine to have God answer those non-routine prayers in our lives. And he wants to do something that's outside of the box and out out of our comfort zone. And that's only gonna happen when we step out of our routine and have some times with him. And, and that might be for you, instead of getting up and going into a room and praying in your house, it might be walking out in your neighborhood and talking to God, just getting a change of scenery, a change of pace and a change of scenery, man, just opens up a whole new light to what God wants to do in your life. And then finally, I think one of the things that we we should do that, that most of us are pretty scared to do and and, and 
Probably because it feels really funny and weird, but that's, man, we should pray out loud. Should pray out loud. And I know that some of you guys are like, man, I don't know if I can do that. But I'm telling you, when you start speaking things out, when you start verbalizing what's in your heart, man, something, walls break down. Those invisible walls, those invisible barriers in life, they just seem to crumble before us. And, and I know it, you'll, you'll probably look funny. You know, you'll just confirm the suspicions of your neighbors if you're outside talking to yourself, you know, that you are cray-cray. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but just picture that you're walking with Jesus and just talking to him. I know it sounds stupid. I know it sounds crazy. But if we'll be willing to get outside of ourselves and do some things that are differently, we're going to see some different results. That is the reality. You know, the Bible tells us we overcome things in two ways. By the blood of the Lamb, by what Christ did on the cross for us, and by the word of our testimony. There's something about when we speak out what God did in our lives and what God is about to do, and that's what prayer is, man. It's speaking out, God, I believe you're going to do this. It says we overcome because of that. I believe that God is building a church, not just Coastal Community Church, but a church his bride all throughout Broward and, and Dade and Palm Beach counties that, that trust him, that seek him daily, that don't want just an ordinary, boring life, but want an extraordinary life with God. But it starts with knowing him. So we'll, we'll make this challenge even simpler. Will you commit to the next five to seven days to just spending some time with God? Say, man, God, I'm gonna carve out five minutes of my day. I'm gonna carve out 10 minutes of my day to spend with you. And use the, the first Timothy chapter two. It's a great model and, and say, man, there's some, there's some supplication. There's some requests. There's that list of things. God, this is what I need. And then there's prayer. There's the, that relationship where we're just gonna spend some time together. Here's my list. We're just gonna spend some time. Then you pick maybe two or three people that you know that are far from God, that there's a gap in their life. You say, you know what, I'm gonna stand here for them. I'm gonna trust God that you're gonna do something miraculous in their life. And the last one's pretty simple. You just thank them. You just thank them because if you're like, well, I don't have anything to thank them about. Well, the reality is, is he could have just crushed you. Thank him for that. Thank him that 2,000 years ago, he sent his son to die on a cross. Not just so that we could be saved, but so that we could have a life and have it more abundantly. And, and, my, and, and think about the transformation that is taking place or is taking place in your life because of what Christ has done and, and how you've seen your past be uh, taken away and how you have a bright future and what God is doing, how he's healed you, how he's transformed you, how he's renewed your mind, how he's restored relationships, whatever it is for your life. You start thanking him for those things and saying, man, God, thank you so much. And see God transform your life. Now, I believe that there's some people in here probably today that as you, you hear that, you're like, man, I don't, I, I don't even know God. I mean, I, I've heard of God, but I, I knew about going to church. But it, 
I understand religion, but what is, I, I don't get this relationship thing. Like, I've never had that. It's always been about all this religious duty. I didn't know that I could just talk to God and, and just have a real relationship. I, I'm telling you, man, I, I got saved because some kid dropped the F-bomb in a prayer, and I said, if he can do that, I can totally know God. And God's saying, man, I just want to know you right where you are. You don't have to come perfect. You don't have to come all figured out. You don't have to got it all together. Just come as you are. I just want to know you. And as, as we get to know each other, you're going to find the rhythms of my life. And you're going to find that my rhythm is way better than yours. Maybe there's some of you that if you used to have some intimacy with God, but man, it's really waned. You used to have a relationship with God, but you've drifted really far. It's like you got in the ocean and the tide just took you down the beach and you looked around and you're like, God is nowhere to be found. Let me just tell you something. He's here today. He's just waiting for you just to look his way. This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv